0: Welcome, everybody, to the Demigod Chronicles. This is episode zero, and to be honest, we really weren't planning our releases out to everybody. But after speaking with the fellas, we decided there's great value in bringing your audience along on your journey as you set out to master your craft. So in this, you'll hear technical difficulties, you'll hear some choppiness, but most importantly, you'll really hear our hearts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the experience. Yeah. Very humble thing. But listen, I ain't going to lie to you, Chris.
1: When my uncle get the pork ribs on the grill in the summertime, it's over. It's, it's, over. it's over. It's over. It's over. Oh man, wow. <laughs> over. listen, man. If y'all never had my Uncle Robert barbecue pork ribs, man, I don't I, think y'all understand. Disclaimer: I
2: tried pork one time. Okay, one time. I had pork before. But look. <laughs> Your what's good. It's your boy, Santi, aka Demigod. Welcome to the Demigod Chronicles. This is it's it's, it's more than, than what people think it's gonna be. It's it's the purpose of this podcast is to share life experiences and hopes that it brings value to you. So Basically we what we what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a platform where we, we can connect with our listeners and just organically build something just from the beginning. Um and it's it's not a podcast, it's just, it's an experience, you feel me? So we're gonna get right to it. Um
0: introduce my my co-host here. We got who we got with us? How's it going, people? It's Christian. You can call me low, or call me whatever you want. Just don't call me broke. <laughs> <laughs> that boy CeeLo right there, you feel me?
1: Yeah, what's good? It's Jaylen, my guy. a.k.a.
2: Mr. J. Wheel. Yeah, J. J. Know the vibe. J. Wheel's in the cut, regular-ish. shit. Huh? right, so, how everybody feeling? How everybody doing today? It Straight, yeah. It was a good day. I was in Philly
0: this weekend, so. Philly, what you been out there? Just some of some boys, my brothers. It was fun. I've never seen Philly before. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, very, um, the... The, out of the buildings, they're very like historical. Yo, people. yeah, nuts. yeah definitely, no, definitely. I cool. like Boston too. Boston
2: kind of got the same vibe. The yeah, yeah, Boston yeah. fire. I love Boston. Boston fire. Uh, you had you had your cheesesteak up out there. No, nah, you yeah. come on, My son is fake vegan. I'm not fake. Man. Listen for the, for, the, for, fake. for the people out there listening. All right, You're probably gonna flip flop each episode and what? Pause. <laughs> <tallest. laughs> oh well. Paws the back, <laughs> right? Oh my god.
0: But whether he eat meat or not, you <laughs> know. That's not true. That's not true. Bro, only on like has to be a holiday. Has to be a special, like during so so my birthday. So
2: Thanksgiving. Not this Thanksgiving. Maybe. Nah. Nah. You have to have a vegan Thanksgiving? I probably just So
1: wrong food on. What does that consist of? A vegan Thanksgiving. If you if, you if you if you would have like give, make your own menu, what okay. would it be? A thanksgiving but for vegans
0: yeah i would have fried oyster mushrooms but avocado oil you know okay now you know you come on out uh fried fried oyster mushrooms i would bake my banana bread okay um some type of like mixed veggie quinoa but, like you know something uh, quinoa is dry as shit. you don't know how to cook it that's what it comes down to i don't make it i've had it watch. i've had it
2: out my, I've had my parents when they made quinoa, that shit oh, is ass. And my you know my parents a you
0: cup. So they so gotta have the way me and my make it. I don't know, it, maybe. I'm telling you though. Have I have I ever played drawing something I made before? Nah. Really? Might, you're like, wow, this is surprisingly but, good. But off camera I actually I just took a bite of almond butter like a half an hour ago and that shit was trash. It wasn't it was you you took a yo, he like broke off the driest part of the crack <laughs> <laughs> it was like I'm gonna taste this one He didn't even just get the whole thing. I have pineapple mango jam on it He didn't even get none of that.
2: Pineapple mango jam. See, that sounds. But, but, but almond, like all right, me being allergic to peanuts, right? Mm-hmm. I had to explore the alternatives. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, yeah. like Nutella is a good alternative, but it's, it's sweet as shit. Nutella so it's like you. <laughs>
0: yeah, for real. So it's
2: like you can't eat and you can't Nutella <laughs> and jelly. It's weird.
0: Can we say it on camera?
2: Nutella not Nah, yeah, we can say that. You but <laughs> like, it's it's weird to just <laughs> you feel me like to have Nutella and jelly. That's chocolate and jelly, but. My mom bought almond butter once. First off, almond butter it's like a it's like a coat of oil that just sits there. Like, that's just crazy. Like you, it's, I don't know. It's dry. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do the almond butter. I don't try new things.
1: Right. <laughs> you said you don't try new things? I don't try new things. Yeah. My, I said you, can't, you really
0: can't think that. Like, you can't live like that.
1: I know. I know. But, like, you can't live like that. me. I don't know. You man. can't live
2: like that. He loves soul food, bro. That's his pocket right
1: there. That's why I grew up on soul food, Italian food. That's
2: his pocket.
0: Bro, you gotta you gotta always be open to new, new experiences. I mean,
1: look look, I tried oysters
0: and what is the other one? Mussels for the first time. I wanna i I'm telling you, if you judging your yeah, you judging like your parent trying new experience off of oysters and mushrooms, <laughs> and you not mushrooms, you're missing out. You're missing out clams and oysters.
1: Yeah, clam. what is it? I don't think I would eat I'm not eating
0: that. I eat.
2: I don't I don't experiment I mean I don't experiment when it comes to seafood. I know the seafood I like. <laughs> I'm I'm on seafood. The, I'll try a different fish. But at this right. point I've had pretty much most fish. Yo, watch a
0: documentary
2: on Netflix, bro. You no, I don't want I don't want to, want to watch anything that's gonna turn me off of what I already like. Listen, That's man. not crazy
0: to say out loud. Huh? That's not crazy. Like to think that
2: like, that's not crazy. For me, the equivalent of, of people that's vegan, right? Uh-huh. And they try to get to watch these documentaries to, like, not eat meat. Yeah. It's like, all right, like, I, I'm going to just walk around with pictures of syphilis and shit all day to get people to stop having sex. Like, the that's different.
0: <laughs> that's different. How? That's different. How? Because if you out here moving crazy with all different types of crazy people, that's something different. But the food you choose to consume, you have, like, you should not be knowledgeable about what you eat. Yeah, like, no, no. Same way you're
2: knowledgeable about you sh- that. You should be health conscious. Like, I don't eat. Crazy every day, but if I want some wings, know. I don't want somebody looking at me
0: like, "Oh, I have, col- I, I have cauliflower that. to taste tastes the same." No, 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 it doesn't. I think if you long, I, I think I believe in like an 20 rule. Yeah. Even if you just eat healthy eighty percent of the time and junk yeah. food twenty, I think it'd be.
2: Yeah. Like my parents on on the weekends, they they kind of let loose on the eating. Yeah, I
0: know your parents. During the parents. week,
2: they they keep it tight. Like for me, I I I'm I'm a pretty simple eater. I already don't I don't eat like red meat. I don't eat pork. I don't eat beef. I'm I'm chicken, fish, turkey, shrimp. Scram, <laughs> scram. But other than that, like I'm I'm not I don't I don't get too crazy, and it's like I don't I don't even like a lot of like crazy stuff. like bro. People at my job, yeah, cause he about to talk about. I don't know what he what you about to say, bro. Listen, man. I eat pork. I
1: eat beef, red meat. I eat all. I eat, I, I eat all that. You feel me, but I don't eat no chitlins, no none of that crazy stuff. Yes, but, yes, you do.
0: but no, I'm I don't. Stop playing. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. <laughs> so we eat oxtails.
2: I don't. I never had oxtail in my life. Never what? I never, yes, I'm and I don't even eat oxtail. I'm Jamaican and I never had oxtail in my life. I'm Jamaican. I, I, I have though. Yeah, but you eat, you eat beef. I don't. I don't eat beef. No pause. More. But you gotta. But like with I that. Pause. All right? And we gotta load the gun on that one. Yo, but with, but with my, what that. what am I drinking for the people, Chris? What am I drinking? I'm um, What is that, mango guava? You're drinking mango guava. What is this, excess? Yeah, it gives you energy from vitamins, man. No sugar. No sugar. Very good. No man. azucar, okay? Vitamin B12, you really don't know. Vitamin B12. You
0: B12, energy. you need it. Everyone needs it.
2: But ahead, yeah, what you were saying about... Like, All right,
1: but like, you can't eat red meat and pork every day.
0: Or like... I think you should eat... Honestly, I think people should never eat pork. Because I was at my
2: boy... Chris. Shout out to Mikey Sanchez, if you listen to this. I was at Mikey crib, right? Mm-hmm. And his dad, once he figured out that I didn't eat red meat, he's like, I make the best pork ribs. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm not about to try. It. So and Mikey's dad is a scary dude, I'm not gonna lie, but obviously I knew he was joking. He was like, he was like You can try my ribs or you can get out. <laughs> so, oh wow. No, nah, but he was he was joking. I he was joking. But then he, he was like he was like, not nah, seriously. He's like, he's like, if it's not a, a like a dietary thing or if it's not like religious, he's like, just try a small piece and just let me know what you think of it. So I tried it. It actually was good, but i <laughs> I, know, I knew i was eating so i couldn't do it so i was nah, like
0: yeah nah. i feel you, like when you as i said like you said when you know what you're eating it's like it's tough like bro since i watched those like when i graduated college bro and i watched i really sat in my room one day and watched like four documentaries back to back to back
2: i just that not, i had a big
0: impact <laughs> yeah. you watch four mid-documentaries but it's gonna change a couple of things you think about Yeah, you know yeah yeah
1: yeah, so, I mean, with me, man. Listen, I won't eat it every day. I'm not gonna eat it every day. I'll eat it once in the blue moon. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's
0: fine, bro.
1: I eat it once in the blue moon.
2: And it's like I I can't, bro. Because chicken, like, fish, two, shrimp. Two dagger. days ago, right? We we went. And we got some seafood, right? We got like fried shrimp, like rice and all that. Some like vegetables outside. Bro. But it's, <laughs> mad, <laughs> it's mad, like, butter and seasoning and that shit. So it's like, eating that's it, like, after
0: I ate, I'm like, yo, I felt like,
2: you just, you could you feel, feel it. the meal on you. Yeah. Like, that's
0: how you know you're eating crazy. Like, bro, no like, I'm at the point, if I eat something I'm not supposed to eat, I know, like, I know if something Immediately. I, eat, I got, like, mucus in my throat, because it's like, what I ate isn't clean. And I eat so clean that when I don't eat something clean, mm-hmm. I have a... Oh, a physical reaction to it. Yeah, mm.
2: you know what I'm saying. Like my my boy, he um, he said he, he said he ate um like butter move. He said he had butter the other day, and like that's just shit. butter. Yeah, because he's vegan. So, so he just, just ate mo- butter. No, really? Yeah, that's my boy. I'm he's good. vegan, so he ate something with butter in it, whatever. But he was just like, like no, he was on some Yolo shit, ate it, and then he said that, he said it put him down for like two days. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yo.
0: <laughs> See, I'm not that crazy Like, I uh, felt like, uh, like I went to go visit my mom the other day. Mm-hmm. And she made a fish. I don't. Not, it didn't put me down for two days. I just don't. Be. I feel different.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when when you're when you're here when you're at home you eat vegan every day.
0: Every single. Day. Every day. Yeah. Even I, I went to Philly and I, I ate vegan.
2: So you I'm, reading,
0: I'm reading this new book. You got, it made me feel self conscious about myself. So I started like, I <laughs>
2: what is it? About? Sh-
0: shed some light on that. What about the book. Yeah. So it was, it was all about trust. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, before you can trust someone else, you gotta learn to trust yourself and the trusting yourself part starts with the commitments you make to yourself. So if I'm like, I'm a vegan, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And I'm like, I follow 820. It's like, every time I don't eat vegan, it's like, I'm telling myself, well, I say something, but it doesn't matter. I, yeah. can, I can do whatever I need to get up with other things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you gotta learn to keep all commitments. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty good at most things, but like, if my mom makes fish, I have
2: had meat in a month. I want to eat the fish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you follow that 80-20 rule, yeah, you're being true to it. If you just have yeah, the, the poultry, the fish, whatever, yeah. once a month or something like that. You feel know yeah. I me? Mean? Or, or what? If, as long as you have that balance, I think that's what
0: matters more than anything. Yeah, like from a from a health standpoint, I'm extremely healthy. That's not mm-hmm. the issue. I'm saying straight from a, like a mental, like a mental, like your mentality standpoint, yeah. you're doing yourself an injustice. Like physically, I'm healthy. But like every time you say something and don't do it, you're sending yourself a message. I feel, I feel that. I feel that. So,
2: I, I think like for me, I'm just going to get to a point because even now, like I've, I've like had some like vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. That I eat like what my parents make sometimes. Yeah. And like, I can see myself doing that for like a few days out of the week. Like I hit, maybe like four days. And three days eat like chicken and stuff like that but it's for me it's more so just about finding balance in between both you get me because mm-hmm. i i know you don't that and that's what people like like there's people that's like raw vegans that don't even believe in food being cooked like once you put
0: I, heat to food that's important too though yeah like some like a portion of the food you eat should be raw
2: yeah but like for
0: for cj <laughs> face you have to bro now nah, you really have to. Bro, I'm telling you, you
2: this. Like, th- you there's a few people I send you some people on Instagram like where they really talk about this stuff, and it that's like the highest form of like nutrients. But
0: I also want to enjoy my life because I'm not trying nah, to eat like that be, every day and Every day I first, hit by a used to play me when, <laughs> when I first went vegan. That's all I did was eat hella raw food. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn how to do it. That's what it comes down you to. So, like if you got a whole bunch of kale, if you just eating kale, that's nasty, bro. But if you put <laughs> hemp seeds on it, you chop up some fruit. You mix it with the vegetables. You put, make some type of honey mustard seasoning with a little bit of olive oil, and like, it's gonna be smack, bro. It's gonna smack. But if you're just having kale with some ranch dressing, matter when I eat the salad, cause yeah. right? <laughs> the ranch would like, for you. V- vegan wraps. Smack, be- bro. The sandwich I just had is good. Yeah. It's delicious,
1: bro. Listen, I go when we go to wraps. I don't know about y'all, but I give me a grilled chicken wrap with a mm. with a spinach, well spinach wrap with spinach in it, okay, mozzarella cheese, fresh though, got to be fresh, the fresh mozzarella, okay.
0: and honey mustard. Okay, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, All right? Everyone has to be real. There's people who would tell you that I'm unhealthy because I eat. Be you know everyone I play everyone has yeah. their own little opinion yeah. but like you should it's, know how your body feels
2: it's, it's about that balance you feel yeah. I me mean? yeah. I think it's about that balance about being responsible enough to know what you're putting in your body and to like be like all right like I'm wilding right now and then take a step back and really just review what you're eating and yeah. eat better yeah. but also being like all right like it's Friday night, like I'm out with my people, so I'm yeah. gonna have that's some wings. That's so and like, that's right. I feel that. That's so it's, right. it's it's the same. It's the same way I feel like how it is with drinking. Like if you drink every day, it's terrible, bad. But it's if terrible. you say I don't drink like that, and then you have a drink, like when you're out with your people, mm-hmm. or you have a drink once a month or something like that, and that's it's it. safe to say that you don't you don't drink like that. So that's important. You, I you can... have to say oh, once again. You have to say I don't eat meat like that, which is. <laughs> We're just, just got You know what I'm
0: saying? And that's why, like, that uh, sounds like, most people would call me a vegan. But when I'm talking to people, I don't call myself a vegan. Mm-hmm. It's, always just, it's people like, Chris is a vegan. <laughs> and I would tell you, no, know, I'm not, because I'll eat meat, like, once in a while. I'll have pizza once every two months. I'll have it once in a while. But people will be like, Chris is a vegan. Yeah, this nigga eat grass. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, bro, I eat more, like, honestly, put, I eat more food than you guys. Like my my catalog of food that's touching my cat is more than you guys.
1: Definitely more than me. A lot of a lot of stuff that you eat, Chris. More power to you.
0: But it tastes good. You I just don't
2: know. It yeah, it's it's that's the way. The like I that's like within this past year, like one thing that I like that I always see people eat, and like my parents eat it a lot. There's always a bunch of in house of avocado, right? I don't like things that don't taste like anything, and. Yeah. Avocado falls in that category. You know, you but, know what has that's to an
0: Avocado got to take... Like, that's
2: a, I forced thing. myself through quarantine. I just kept making stuff and putting <laughs> avocado. You got to know how to finesse it, though. It t- I like you it now, though. Wait, Even wait, avocado wait, toast. Like wait, are
0: like. you season it correctly? Yeah,
2: it's good.
1: Chris, yeah. were you eating like this before you got with my left? Yeah. No. Yeah? No. no. That's what needs to happen, bro. We need to get just get I girl. Know, see, see, I nope. mean, that's, no. that's why no.
0: that's, I'm telling you. No, no, no. That's why when you first said that, I said t- I because I, I know what you were thinking, and it has nothing to do with that. You sure? Like is. I eat way healthier. Yeah. It's me. Okay. I told you. <laughs> you what? <laughs> I eat healthier. <laughs> oh, alright, my bad. You, know you don't listen to this. no, cause bro, I didn't say that. I told you when I graduated college, it was like a month after, two months <laughs> after I graduated. My boy Keith. You know, Keith. Mm-hmm. Keith was telling us for, shout, out, um, shout out Big O, Shout out My Keith. guy. Keith was telling me for about a year that you know certain stuff was just not good for you. We should eat certain ways. But we always play, man, me, me included. Mm-hmm. Especially I'm playing football, bro. You, know <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? But then after I graduated, I was like, yo, Keith, what was you saying about the documentaries? This one night here. Mm. I watched one. What's another one? another one. What's the other one? Watched another one. Found another one. Next thing I know, three hours later, five, four documentaries in, broke down all the science, the the, the, the environment issues with the, like the way humans eat and the science of how certain things have an effect on your body, inflammation, all this. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, bro. Like, I was eating a day's worth of serving meat, you know, four pieces of grilled chicken. Then for breakfast you have in sausage, egg and cheese, and then you get lunch, three pieces of four pieces of grilled chicken. And then for dinner you have a steak. Bro, what does that look like after 30, 40 years? America has the highest cardiovascular disease in the world. Mm-hmm. Especially the black community dialogue from stuff, things like that. So that's like right. we gotta actually take a look at what are we eating.
2: One thing about me is I don't, I don't, I don't like mm-hmm. breakfast. Like, I like breakfast food, but I don't like eating when I first wake up.
0: Yes, that's Because
2: me. i I'll wake up and like my whole life, I'm used to, you know, you're getting up, you got to go to school, you got to do this, you got to do that. And it's like in the morning, I'm just, I'm just grabbing something real quick. You feel me? Like, yeah. so for me, it's always been awesome. I'm like, I, I would rather eat after I get my day going. And then like my mom's always say like, oh, it's called breakfast. Cause like we break the word up, break you're fat. breaking your fats. So yeah. mm-hmm. You've supposed to have been asleep for eight hours and you need something that your body to run on. Like you can't run on nothing. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I would have to wait until I get hungry. To have the desire to eat, you, so like once I developed, like I can like just drink a smoothie in the morning, or it. eat a fruit yeah. and be good, yeah. or like have some yogurt or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. you are not you're not really messed with the yogurt. Oh, yeah. That's how you're supposed but, to
0: break it fast. Like yeah. you're not supposed to break it fast in like, cold water. Usually, I well, your room temperature. I don't know about the cold.
2: A, a glass of I don't I I don't like cold drinks. Anymore.
1: I love cold. water. I love cold my grandpa drinks. I lowered
0: his blood pressure by drinking two cups of warm water every morning, like hot, like warm to hot, not yeah. like. Boiling tea hot, yeah. but like when it gets, starts to cool down, he had high blood pressure. You drank that every single day in the morning, two cups of it, mm-hmm. and his blood pressure went down. That's 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 crazy.
2: But I don't I don't like hot like I mean, I don't like warm I mean cold water like that. But if you drink cold water in the morning,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's, like I, I I read something my mom told me about it, but it sends a shock to your body, and it helps wake your
0: your, your like your body up. I mean, I and then that. and then you I drink then you're supposed to drink like some tea after that. So like, I see that hundred percent. It's great like it's interesting. So like that makes sense. The cold water tracking your body. But then the warm water, um, it causes things to open up. Mm-hmm. So I like, say you have like flame and stuff on it, it'll help you open it up. That makes sense. Like you ever heard the guy who like can who like swam a football field's length under ice water? Yeah. Like William hop I think is his name. Yeah. But bro, he recommends everyone. The first thing you do in the morning, you say drink cold water, take a cold shower said it'll, it'll immediately shock your body and wake we'll it up everything up the lymphatic system heartbeat everything
2: that for me i that's why as a kid i always like well, well showering at night just makes more sense anyway mm-hmm. like I don't know why you you're not gonna get into that but I always like to shower at night because I take hot showers so it's like a shower a hot shower put me to sleep so it's like when I take a hot shower in the morning I should whenever I get a shower I don't want to get right back in bed like <laughs> for me like I would never want to take a hot shower in the morning but like for like for school, if we have like weight room or something like that, and I and I got a shower before class, mm-hmm. I would take like a like a not a cold shower because I can't do the cold showers like that. But, like, but I would like make sure it's not warm. Yeah, just like so It's, it's like right there so where It's like it's almost uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. To, then I would just take that quick shower, mm-hmm. and then you feel me? You get going because once you get out, you're
0: like, and you, you good, and, and I, you just gotta work out. It and stuff. I feel like like when we start getting like real common sensey, like what you're thinking, like. A lot of things just make sense like huh i take one water, i get shot like you don't have to look up what's the doctor say some things are really like just think about it like on a very simplistic level like you know, food like you were talking about before like not cooking your food if a food if the food you eat a lot and you cook it it's like dead and if it's dead it doesn't have the same nutritional quality like that's just common sense you don't need to have to you know what i mean you don't have to like get too far into it So even like i don't warm my food up in a microwave yeah why if if i if i go get an x-ray they put this big vest on me and like they're colts and stuff so why would i heat my food up with that same energy every single day it doesn't make any sense so i don't use microwaves so you, you use it's just common sense thinking like that bro with certain things like, yeah, it just makes sense <laughs> i mean and if you're if you're cooking your meals before you eat it you really don't really need it like that anymore yeah. Shouldn't eat before bed. Yeah. Just give your body two to three hours to digest your food before you go to sleep.
2: Things taste bad. Like, it, it, unless it's like a pasta or something that's going to get hard. And even that, you can just throw it on a stove. Like, I pretty much do the same thing, too. Like, I just throw it in the oven. Your pants, you use microwave? I mean, for small things. Uh-huh. Like, if they have to, like, warm up, like some type of liquid or something like that. But other than that, we have, like, an electric kettle <laughs> and we just...
0: Yeah, I warm everything on the stove, bro. Shit.
1: <laughs> that shit take too long.
2: They really don't though. i will be right in the microwave with it, be? right in the microwave.
1: Bob, I, I mean, what y'all saying is very, very smart. I mean, I will put stuff in the oven too, but
2: popping that thing in the microwave, beep beep beep, instant gratification, right? They wanna, they wanna Big sell, time. sell, this. You feel me? Scam, do this, do this, like just so, just so they can look away to their peers. When in all reality, none of us like Jayla like can, but Jay, yeah. yeah. All right, so one of the segments we got each week, we got Song of the Week, DJJ. So the way I could describe Jay is an aunt. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got, ooh, that's his song of the week. Hold on, get a little snippet. But uh, yeah, Jay like to get his auntie back. You fuck with Mary J. Blige heavy. And he he's an R and B. He's an old head, bro. He's the he's he's the dude in the Escalade with the Bluetooth already. You feel me? And, and he did, like he oh, my did. God, like my, my son, my son, ready to be a stepdad. Yeah, he's tripping on that. <laughs> this guy is drunk. Now let's let's hit the song of the week, though, brother. Okay. Little vibe. It's
0: kind
1: of hard to me. Cause
0: I'm All right,
2: right, right. So Who was that, what was that, what was that? that? Yeah.
1: song of the week. It's Nas featuring Big Sean and Don Toliver, Replace <laughs> Me.
2: Why did you just scream? <laughs> I said I said Nas bad loud. <laughs> no, but... Yo, that album uh, was it? King's Disease. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a good album, right there. I,
0: Gee,
2: I, mean, know, I, just did I it's think King's Disease is.
0: We want to talk about current events, and well, that's a perfect, perfect thing to talk about. In, right, in, let's get it. And uh, I don't know. I feel like on instant, like on Twitter and things, a I see a lot of that. Like people get complacent very fast, because like from, from a standpoint, it's very easy to be comfortable in America. Like. You don't need much, you got a house, you got food, you say you have a significant other that you love. And life's not like, you know, you're good. Like, you don't got to struggle, it's, it's complacent. You get you're easy to get very complacent in today's world. People feel like they're accomplishing the American dream. And it's like, and, and, and it's tough to say like, you can't you can't look at someone and be like, you're not successful and I'm successful. So like, how do you even come up with a scale where like can kind of help people understand that you're really not doing much, or like at least you're capable of doing a lot more I feel like a lot of people stop before they even begin to reach their potential. Yeah. You
2: know? And the easier it is, like the more people that's gonna be attracted to it. That's why when you see people like, they run into like, if you're the exception, not the rule, like I'm not gonna marvel at you because that you're one, like there's very few people that's our age that's supposed to be driving a vehicle. It's easy to look at somebody and be like, oh, like how did how did it get there? How did they do this? Like, the more you, you like, the only time you should really be watching somebody else is if you plan on like look, taking their like blueprint and adapting it. Like, if you wanted to watch somebody that's, that's up and coming and be like, oh, how did he get to this point? And you productively use this steps, he did this, he did that, and you're kind of maneuvering in the route, but doing it your own way. Like, that makes sense. As far as people just watching face and just doing things that's not even like progressive to yourself, and you're complaining about something that somebody else is doing, it's like, bro. You're literally not even doing nothing to help yourself.
0: Like, what's the point? I feel like, uh, from my experience, that the more someone's doing, the less likely they are to judge what someone else is doing. Like, I know from my standpoint, like, I work to achieve certain goals in life (laughs) that I've then learned to not judge other people for what they're trying to achieve. Because when you're trying to achieve something, it's actually very hard. Like, (laughs) like you're going to fail, you're going to look stupid, you're going to embarrass yourself. So, like, that... Knowing that causes me not to judge other people. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey. If I see someone do it, it's like, hey oh, you just get started, bro. Like, it's okay. You know, you have I have, I have empathy because it's like, I've done it and I've been down the same road and mm-hmm. I'm on the road. So I don't judge you for what you're doing. Whatever you're If you want to be the best trainer in the world, you should try and be the best trainer in the world. But understand it's going to be extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And if you do get instant success, just know it's not sustainable. You're mm-hmm. most likely going to fall back down. You have to rebuild the foundation. You know what I mean? Like, it's not easy. <laughs>
2: Sustainability—that's what people don't realize. Like, I—I'm—I'm—I'm right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off topic a little bit, <laughs> real quick, right here. So, sustainability, right, uh-huh. is like when you the, like when you have personal sustainability, mm-hmm. it's like it makes sense. Like, you have to keep up with something, right? If you're this person, right, we just talked about you being vegan and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? If you have—if you saying you're vegan, but you—I see you eating freaking Jalen's uncle's ribs every day, <laughs> like that's like you're not keeping up with whoever you're pretending to be or whoever yeah. whoever you're trying to be. And it's not about the pre- I think what people like don't realize is like sometimes people are pretenders because they're trying to be something and they want to do that, or they want to be this and they want to do that. Yeah. But you're like half in. It. Like you feel me it's like it's not you're not all there. So if yeah. you're not all there, you're not going to progress. And if you're not progressing then like how how are you really doing that? Like if I tell people, right, that I'm a public speaker
0: Yeah,
2: and I'm doing these notes. I have all this stuff where I think I can speak in public, but I'm never actually speaking in public Yeah, and you come to see me speak. And I can't, I'm freaking nervous. My palms are sweating all this stuff. Like you might yeah. be, but exactly.
0: I think there's a balance though, because you should still learn to speak things that you want as if they already are before you have them. So like, if you want to be a public speaker, you should really learn how to say I am a public speaker. Even if you're like not, Performing at that level yet, really? you should still speak it because when you speak things, it get it creates more belief in you. Like, say you want to be a public speaker, but you're like, I'm not one yet, but one day I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. I'm not one. that's even even saying that's actually pretty good. You know, but if you're like, oh, I can't, I'm not a public speaker yet, but you know, I'm trying. Even that word I'm trying, what does that mean? How do you try? Like, try and shake my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to, don't do it. Just try to shake it. No, you're doing it. Shake it. Try to. Try to shake my hand don't don't actually try to do it what does that even mean
2: to try yeah if people had that mindset and had the drive that would be the difference but it's like people are already portraying i'm a successful person right Mm -hmm. but behind closed doors how are you getting your success you're doing this you're doing that right now meaning like i have expensive things Uh like materialistic success that's what i mean like oh i have this i have that so i'm portraying this lifestyle that i'm this right yeah but if you're that, it's like now you have to you have to go up from there. You're not gonna sell drugs for the next 40 or 50 years of your life. You're not gonna <laughs> scam people for the next 40, 50 years of your life. You feel I me? Mean? And so it's like if you're if you're doing that, like you're not realistically given, even like with what we want to go with women, like there's people yeah. that bug out when they first meet and go, Oh, I'll yeah. buy you this, so I get you that, right? Yeah, cool, do that. But now when she's looking to you when she want another bag. And you look at her like she crazy. You did it once. So mm-hmm. if you set the precedent, like you gotta keep that up.
1: And what what I wanna say on that, um, what you were saying before, a lot of people's minds don't go past the situation that they're in now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, you know, they could be, you know, messed up a little bit, but they're good, like they're comfortable, but their mind doesn't leave that situation, doesn't go farther than what that situation is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like getting out that situation. Um you know, for example, like, you know, you got a kid in the you know, in the projects, you know what I'm saying? But he's not doing what the other kids in the projects doing, you know, gangbanging and all that stuff. He's going to play ball, he's going to school, you know what I'm saying? Cause his mind is past the projects, you know what I'm saying? So like with people, their mind doesn't go past the situation that they're in, and that's a lot of people now. Like a lot of people don't think when they're what's gonna happen when I'm forty, when I'm fifty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People don't think like that. And that's where <laughs> You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of us, that's where we go wrong
0: at. You know? Yeah, I think it's a it's a balance. Because if you live too far into the future, you get mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the same mm-hmm. time, like you gotta learn to live in the moment. But see it's it's based on having a goal. Like, that's what it really is. Like if you're if your goal is to be a public speaker, like you said before, then you can free yourself up in the moment. Because mm-hmm. you know, everything I do today is to help me get what I want you're stressing about being a public speaker, that's a completely different thing. Like, oh my God, what if I, this is not like, anxiety is like, oh my God, like, when I get on stage, you're gonna laugh at me. So yeah. If they laugh at me, I'm gonna start sweating. If I start sweating, I'm gonna get all nervous. If I get nervous, I'm gonna start stuttering. If I, get stutter, if I start stuttering, I'm gonna forget my speech. You yeah, yeah, yeah. If you start doing that, forget about it. How do you, you know? Know? <laughs> I, I, I expect someone to get on stage? You, tr- you, tr- you
2: tricking yourself up? What, like
0: all is, what is? You can't do that. You're you
2: sucking yourself up. Cause I, I'm pretty sure, I think it was you that said this before, but I I had a coach tell me the same thing. It's like before you before the you even make a play, envision yeah. yourself doing coach it. Coach right? Johnson used to tell me that every like, day. He used to say, my coach he used to tell me that. He's like, all right, like you gotta you gotta see yourself catching the ball. You gotta see yourself, mm-hmm. you know, making that hit, getting in a touchdown. You gotta see yourself doing these things mm-hmm. so you can actively do it. So it's like if you if you're looking at something, right? You you at the bottom of the hill, you're looking at a mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, I can never get to the top of that mountain. Why? What's the point of even starting to climb it? You already you really believe, believe, like you it, already it, defeated. Yeah. You already defeated. So it's like there's no point in you trying to climb that mountain. It's really mind over things. matter. Exactly. So yeah. you like, I can see myself getting to that middle right there, and then you get to the middle. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can see myself getting a little bit more, and you get a little bit more. Yeah. And then that's the thing. Like you're actively telling yourself, "I can yeah. do this." Yeah, I just like, I had to learn that
0: though. Like I don't know about you guys. Like
2: we doing this right now. You feel me? Yeah. Like we. How many I thought we were gonna be doing something like
0: this? No, but I told you before. Like I would never. Like I like to just be. And the cut you know? <laughs> like, i like to be in the cut i, just, I like to work hard like, and, like, like mills the the engineer over there <laughs> i like to just work hard and stay in the cut so like i was telling you like, even when i was posting that picture i was like that's just this is just not what i do yeah. <laughs> but i gotta do it anyway you know what i'm saying it's, it's about that, that comfort zone bro you can't so like for yourself what do you do to keep yourself from getting stuck in that comfort zone Keep myself. There's a platform
2: where you're going to be transparent. A lot of times it, it takes for me to just start to like realizing something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it has to be like a wake up call for you. Not like it's too late. Mm-hmm. But like, I, right, so like when I was younger, right, I was always fighting. Mm-hmm. I was fighting a lot. Got suspended. Got held back for fighting, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. One year it was like 13 fights in, in one school year, right? Mm-hmm. Just you? Just me. <laughs> He's a menace. He's a <laughs> badass kid. But the thing is, right, I right, so when I was younger, yeah. I, I used to have a list, right? I've always been like a little funny or whatever. Yeah. So I had a list. So I used to be making fun of people, and then once they talked about my list, it was over. Like bro, so you was one of them. You
1: couldn't
0: take,
2: you couldn't nah, take. Nah, nah, nah. it. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> either that it. It, 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 was, it, it, was, it was either that or somebody said something about my mom's or something. You feel me? So mom and Joseph was trying to ramp it back then. So bro, yeah, we, bro was was just, crazy. That was that, that that was the SMD
1: of Uh bro, and people <laughs> used to be tweeting. Elementary
2: school. I don't know about y'all <laughs> Patterson. People used be like, That's why your grandmother dead. I'm like, Yo, that's not even a joke.
1: It's not even
2: funny. <laughs> it was nothing funny about that. Your grandmother death, your grandmother really be alive. But for like- me, right? It took me to get to the point of like, all right, where I was now seeing like my last fight I got into like they're talking about pressing charges and me oh, going man. to juvie and doing oh, all that man. stuff, right? So it's like just hearing those words was enough. I like, I can't I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And then like I got to a point where it's like I saw now that I got older and I started I playing I was playing football more and, and lifting and working out. It's like now I have the full Whereabouts to, to to be, whoever I want to be in the street, and you right. feel me be moving away and all doing all that stuff. It's like I now I'm, I got the body and the frame to be fighting people. But it's like nah, now people are shooting people. You feel me? So it's like I don't I didn't need to get to that point till it's You're like I right now almost almost yeah you feel me almost getting shot. Like right, I gotta chill. Right. So and it's like even little stuff with that. Like I had to go to prep school, right? I read at high school because my grades wasn't all the way straight. Like mm-hmm. I could have went to Syracuse, could have went to Boston College. Like these are schools I was looking at me but they wasn't trying to touch me because my grades were all like they're like you go to prep school you get right once i went to prep school and i was getting love out there i'm like all right this is something i can do but that experience like, i'm gonna talk about on a different episode but that experience with my prep school was enough to, for me to be like I right, like no i gotta get my shit together yeah you feel me so like going through that you feel me and i got to the next school and it's it just always like I, I i always feel like for me like it's redemption more than anything Mm-hmm. right so it's like i already feel like the underdog with any situation i'm going into even if i'm confident in it like right now we podcasting we're the underdogs of this stuff we don't know what podcast started or whatever but we know that this is our first episode even if it's the first time we're doing this so everybody has more insight more numbers everything that's already you feel me mm-hmm. so now we got to play the catch-up game but we're not catching up because we building what we building mm-hmm. so it's not about what they're doing so like that's how i came into every situation even like when i came to Hackensack. They got a little running joke that, like, oh, they came in the locker room and I was just sitting in the corner eating oatmeal. I look mean as hell, or whatever. I'm like, yo, I came to a new school to play football. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I wasn't here to make friends. I'm not here to do none of that. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, everywhere I go, I just carry that with me. It's, like, mm-hmm. I know I'm probably going to be one of the best people on the team, mm-hmm. but I don't move like I'm one of the best people on the team because I that gets proved through actions. Mm-hmm. to me. The people that move like, oh yeah, this is my shit. Like, there's some people that, ha- that got that swag and they really could ball. You feel me? But it's like I- I'm I'm more about action. Than I am about talking. Like, so yeah. for me, that's just o- o- what it always like. What it always boiled down to was like, you gotta be that person that you say you are. So it was like if I'm telling you I'm getting all this money, you're never gonna catch me bum. You're never gonna catch me without money on me. You never, yeah. you feel me? So I can't be that guy for a little bit, and then like that's the- back to sustainability. Like I. Whatever I'm doing, I have to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I've been thinking about about trying to start a podcast. You feel me? I switched my 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 uh, my, um, my major communications. I like this has been in, in the process for like the last year, but it wasn't sustainable for me to try to do this by myself and being at school and doing all that. But Corona sat all our asses down. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So now I created a new opportunity, and that's the thing. Like you sustain what you can until you can't anymore, and then you grow. 'Cause everything has a ceiling on it. That's what people don't see. that. Like, you gotta have a ceiling on everything. So it's like, all right, yeah. I'm a living I'm gonna live in this area. I'm gonna do this until I'm uncomfortable here. You yeah. feel me? Until I and now I'm getting too much money. I'm you feel me, I want a nicer car. I can't be parking on the street. I can't do it. Like now I have to grow out of whatever I'm doing. So like that's what it is. Like you gotta have those caterpillar moments where it's like now like I'm chilling with these people every day. These are my friends, right? Mm-hmm. We we're in high school. Oh, they're getting into guns, they're getting into drugs. I see myself being a lawyer. I see myself being a doctor, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, nah, now, nah, nah, I gotta outgrow. I got love for y'all, but I gotta outgrow y'all now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, everything in life is like, you gotta outgrow something. Yeah. It's clothes, think about growing up, you feel me? And then you grow out your clothes, but then you got hand-me-downs from old, older people, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now when you grow out your situations, you might be in a new journey you might be on a new path you might not know what you're doing but you got an older person that can't use some knowledge that's your hand I, you I would say
0: too for me like how i think i've been able to progress in life is that i'm a really good listener like i'm the type of person like if, if someone's like christian you know you can be a doctor i was never that person like no i can't i bet like, yeah i believe you i think i could too you know, my mom when i was okay but like you, you're gonna be a doctor or an accountant i never questioned i believed her I became an accountant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my, my football coach could tell me, you go play college football. I didn't doubt it. I believed him. Mm. I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. My teacher in, in class saw me getting an A. said, give me an accountant. I didn't say no. I said, yeah, okay, cool. Like, so when, like I'm always a good listener. Like If someone tells me something, I, I, I always check their credibility. I obviously don't want to just trust anyone. But I listen to people. You know what I mean? Most things I know, like all those books up there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: someone, 90% of those are recommendations to me. of someone knowing me, like, yo, Christian, you know, you should, you should go get this book that will help right now. like, some people be like, yeah, yeah, dope. And don't do it. I'm the type of person, I'm going to go get it either that day or I'm going to go tomorrow and get the book. And I'm going to start reading it, and I'm going to let you know I read it. Because yeah, then they give you more stuff to read, and then they, they see that that person is interested in knowledge, and they're just going to keep wanting to add value to your life. You know? Going back to me being a bad kid. Mm.
2: I'm a reformed adult now, people. Right? I'm, I'm I'm Gucci. Reformed, reformed adult. My grandmother, and my mom. But
0: Mama.
2: <laughs> uh, um, like growing up, like I just want to talk to like like people about the importance of reading. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I was forced to read mm-hmm. because I was on punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I think when my when my mom got tight about well, not tight because you don't you don't. You want things to have a like a good reinforcement on your kids, so yeah. obviously she didn't want like me to hate the things that she was making me do, yeah. but the things that she was making me do, I, she didn't she didn't like that she, when she was issuing it as a punishment. I started to like it, mm-hmm. so she was like go read, and I'm like alright, because <laughs> I wouldn't care because I like she bought me like a whole series of books that I enjoyed reading, mm-hmm. so it's like I when I got in trouble like that was my excuse to just go read, so okay. I would do stuff like that and like uh, what she would tell me I couldn't watch TV. I got like a sketch pad and stuff like that, so I started drawing. Mm. That's how it became good at drawing stuff like that. So it's essentially the things I got in trouble <laughs> doing led me to the things that I'm good at They're doing at now. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's weird, but like,
0: all right. So how many how many books a, a year do you read? Would you would you say? See, I'm new to reading. Hmm. I didn't really start. I think my senior year at college, I took some really good econ classes. I liked, and my professor he put me on to reading. He was some. You know, it was crazy. He he looked like, he looked like some like old, he had like white hair, very laid back. You know, maybe didn't even dress up for class or nothing. He was really like, just some real, he knew everything almost. Um, so he put me on. I just sit in his office hours and we just go back and forth, throw kind of stuff at each other back and forth. So like, he maybe me, got me reading because it was like, it was. I found something I enjoyed. We're not recording. you know, not. Recording. Okay. All right. Um, so he got me, he made me enjoy it. So then when I graduated college, you know, I got something like, that's like that bottom shelf all those econ books. Mm-hmm. So when I when I graduated college, though... Um, You're not recording? The video. You're recording audio, not the... When I got out of college, though, after I graduated college, um, I just met some really great people who really... I guess they, they had in life what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it was. They had in life what I wanted. And when I asked them, I asked them, I saw them give a talk one day, and it was so, like... Commanded the crowd. It was funny. It was open, like throwing out all these bits and information and knowledge. He started as a transit authority working out. He's so I was like, man, like <laughs> how? And he looked me straight in my eyes. He goes, honestly, a lot of books. I read a lot of books and I associate with a lot of great people. From then, I was like, okay. And I looked it up. It's like the average millionaire reads. I think it's like I think said like forty books a year. The average millionaire. That's the average millionaire. You feel? Mm-hmm. So like me coming from my standpoint, now and do I have to get to that type of knowledge, so I'm, I'm starting from, I'm starting from behind. So I have to read more than that. So like last year, so like I'm just started reading. So I, I started reading probably in 2018. Mm-hmm.
2: So 2019 was
0: like my first full year of reading books. And he encouraged me to read like three books a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I know I did more than 36, and but somewhere under 50. Mm-hmm. So in that range, anywhere from like. I would say probably like 40, anywhere from 36 to 50 was a range of books I read last year. And I could, like, I've never learned so much in my life. Like, I'm having, I'll have conversations with people and information just flies out of my mouth. I'm like, I don't know where I got that from. For, for a while, I was like, you know, they have to like keep
2: track of that stuff in like middle school. Mm -hmm. So like the amount of books I was taking out of the library every year, I think I was reading like 20 Mm -hmm. or something like that. And when I got to high school, you had like your school reading and stuff like that. So I would. School reading, and I always have an extra book that I was reading on top. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I probably kept up those same numbers. But my first two, this is the crazy thing about like schooling, right? Mm-hmm. That like there's a difference between learning mm-hmm. in school and like learning life. Mm-hmm. So, like <clears throat> with the stuff I was reading, like I would have some, like obviously, your kid, you know, you have some like fictional stuff. And then like I, my dad always gave me like these little like self help books, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would always be reading like stuff like that on the side. And it was it was just it was crazy to me that like when I got to school and I started learning things I was a history major at first yeah so like when I started le- learning things that was pertaining to my major like I had to stop my side reading because I would have to read like seventy two pages in like three days or something like that for like yeah. something for history so like you don't have no like you you'll have time to read on the side but it's yeah. like after you just while all was reading for your work like you don't want to go yeah. and just read like for fun. Yeah. So like once I got out of that, like I think my, my first two years of school, mm-hmm. like it kind of like my like, my my numbers went down because I was just doing so much reading for history. Like yeah. it was just I'd have to go to the library, like I had to do mad like mad reading. So like these last in quarantine, I read like four books over quarantine. That's good. Like these last I think the last like year and a half, like I really picked it back up just because I, I needed something to do. So yeah. it was like, you know, I took the year off of football. So yeah, I was transferring. So um now again to the point where I'm <clears throat> building it back up, but I think like it's important, like even just to like a, once again talking about trying, but when I mean try, I mean actively doing it. Not like it while you're doing it. That's I think, what I mean by trying. Like like I, I, my brother, like he tries to read books, mm-hmm. but he'll read the book. But it might take him longer than yeah. everybody else, but like he'll read a section of it. Mm-hmm. Then he might like not read it for a couple of days, and he'll read a section of yeah.
0: it. And because it's different to do that
2: mm-hmm.
0: than sit down every day and read out of a book. All you have to do, bro, really, is find twenty minutes in a day and read ten pages. You read ten pages every single day. There's 31 days in a month. The average book is like two, probably like two fifty. You probably read about uh, three books every two months. Do that. Every month for the next ten years, ten pages every single day for three hundred sixty-five days a year for ten years. You know what type of person you're gonna be? Nuts. <laughs> you're gonna be. You know, you know what type of, And everyone has time to read ten pages. Yeah.
2: And like one one thing my dad used to always say to me mm-hmm. is like when I was younger, he's like he's like oh this like made him mad like when he heard it when he was younger. Was that like? If they was like if you wanted to hide anything uh, from a black man, like you put it in between them, like like a like a book. Yeah. Because they because like. In our past, like we don't have a history for reading and like learning things Mm -hmm. people pretty much like they use their environment as like as as their learning curve. Mm -hmm. So they might say like, oh, I didn't have this opportunity because I'm from here or I didn't I wasn't able to do this because I had this. Mm -hmm. But it's like you see these people that became doctors and lawyers and these really quote unquote successful people because they apply themselves regardless of their situation. So it's not about your environment. Your environment can give you a crutch, but it's and it'll I mean, be harder. It's like, this will be a, a harder starter point for me if you're starting from like not having a mom and not having a dad yeah, and mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. So you don't have these building blocks under you. So you have to, while people are building on top of what their parents build for them, you're coming from a space where you're just, you're building up your own foundation yeah. and then you get to that point no, of
0: that's, persistence. That's that's like, like, like that's a like I'm on the opposite view. Like, even though, like, I, I feel like I'm someone who, regardless of what environment I am, I'm going to be successful. I still think that you can't, like, you can't describe a person without describing their environment. Like, any, I think, it was it biology? Like, you can't separate an organism from its environment. I think people are the same way. And I not say we should give people the benefit of the, of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But we got to understand something. Like, if you got, if you put a group of 100 people in a ruthless environment, do not expect 70 of them to become the most, you know, successful, whatever so success is to you, like, we well, don't expect 70 out of that hundred to become adopters and they don't bro, don't don't expect that. But that's the thing is you take you take those rare examples, right? And if you
2: use that like it that's what I'm saying. It's you talked about it before, it's easy mm. to to just be complacent, right? Yeah. So if you're doing something that everybody else around you is doing, mm-hmm. you're not if you're the if everyone around you is successful and every quote unquote successful and everyone around you yeah. is in school and doing the right things and doing all these other things. Right. Yeah. And you're the only one robbing people. You're the only one selling drugs. You're the only one that yeah. you might have to look at your peers and be like, damn, but if you're the only one doing that and it's opposite and everybody else around, it's easy to just fall into that void Yeah. yeah. It's because it's
0: comfortable. Yeah. Like when I was talking before about the complacency, it's like, I, I'm talking about a very like, not just, just I can't. pronounce the one word. That's one word I can't say. What specific? Specific. Specific. That's like I always say, pacific. That's <laughs> one like I'm talking about a specific group of people. Like the outliers don't <laughs> count. Like there's people who like if you heard the life story, like whoa, <laughs> you know, I can't. I don't know about that one. You know, okay. it's tough to get out of. But when I'm talking about people who are complacent, I'm talking about someone who grew up, you know, you know, of average parents. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, not great, but you had average parents, You got average schooling. You know, you went to college, you had a decent job, whatever whatever the business, or if you didn't go to college, but you you had a decent job to pay, and you decide to then, I'm set. Like, you decide to, this is it. I'm not doing no more. Then you're a complacent part. But I'm not going to sit here. A lot of people like to give that, oh, people in urban environments and and in bad environments, they're just lazy. No, they're not. They're not lazy. They go through things. Mm -hmm. And there's people who actually aren't lazy. They just really go through stuff. I know some people are more of the terms like, you know, laissez faire, you know, let everyone work hard and get themselves out of their hole they're in. But I truly think not everyone can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like just because we might have did it, like we all had situations that were tough, parents, this and that. Like just because we did it doesn't mean everyone could do it. And I think everyone has to understand that. Like there's people who made it out of the hood or like they made it out of a bad environment and they think just because they did it, then everyone else should be able to should do it too and no one else deserves help
2: that yeah. I, I just don't agree with yeah because once again like but like it's 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 just it, i think people just like to be comfortable and that's one thing we just talk about with growth is like if you're comfortable you can't grow so i shoot to be comfortable in life but comfortable enough to where like i know i may i i know that i'm making money i know that i don't have to be clocking in every day and like I I can live a comfortable lifestyle meaning I can provide what I find comfortable for myself but not comfortable as in like I'm getting by and everything's taken care of and I don't have to be like a unique person because it's like once you fall into that that guidelines of you having to conform to society and I'm doing this and I'm doing what people see fit like oh I went to school because people say that you can go to school and get a job Mm -hmm. or I did like I, w- I went to school to play football mm-hmm. and I went to school to figure out what the hell i wanted to do mm-hmm. because I didn't know. And I know people go to school and they figure out what they want to do, mm-hmm. but it's not about me just graduating with a piece of paper just to get a job because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to just work for any, I'm trying to build my legacy. I'm trying to build myself up. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that. And now be in someone else's like realm. Mm-hmm. Cause I- if I can't do things under my parameters, mm-hmm. like, I've always pretty much been, like, a, a person that was, like, like, a rebellious, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But it's not that, like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm walking outside in a freaking skirt while people's wearing jeans and I'm, like, I'm a visionary or something, like, that, like <laughs> in thug or something. But, like, I just mean it in a sense of, like, me being able to decide that what I like is what I like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that regardless of whatever's popular. I'm going to do that whatever is other people's opinions or whatever, or, or, or whatever the case may be. But it's, like, for me... I, I take pride in, like, being myself and 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 moving my life along mm-hmm. while I'm being myself. Because if I had to pretend yeah. to be something else to pretend to be someone else yeah. to achieve a goal, mm-hmm. I know the me, the Asante that I like, the Asante that I love, the mm-hmm. per- person that I know wasn't the person that achieved that. It was this person that I had to be somebody else. Now, there's a difference between mm-hmm. keeping your personal self and your professional self. Yeah. That's two different things, because there's just a way some people's personalities just don't match with.
0: Professional manner. or I, Like I'm, I'm one of the like. I think I, I like to speak to that because like, I don't think I always had the the greatest personality. But and I think that um, a lot of people get stuck in like this is just the way I am. And I heard a good talk one time. Some guy was like, "Well, what if you isn't working? Like, <laughs> mm. what if the you isn't working? Like mm. you're like I'm just this way, and I have to. I was born. I was been like, okay, what if that doesn't work?
1: People like that, they don't tend to um, prosper. I believe because if you're stuck in, you know, with me, I play quarterback and you know, quarterback is the ultimate leader. So definitely leadership. Definitely. Definitely leadership. Um it just taught, you know, taught me how to take control when it needs to be. Um, having a plan, having a game plan, you know, before you do anything. Um taught me be on time, <laughs> you know, like, be
2: 15 minutes early to everything. Backtrack real quick. Before we get into that, right, I want y'all to tell me your first football experience, right, whether, like, you're, like, your first year of playing that you made it, that made you realize this is different. Like, this is not something, like, it's, it's not just a sport. Like, uh, you, go, first, you go first. and right. So for me, I've always, like, like, growing up, right, I'm the youngest of four, so I've always been you know, the, 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 the little one, like the youngest brother. Yeah. So I have always had to come from a place where I'm always proving myself, always proving myself, right? Basketball, when I first started, played basketball in Patterson, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't the best. Like, I, the first the first team I tried out for was positive impact, right? So we we it was a really good program. So, like, if you're younger and you're good enough, you can play with the older kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that first wave of cuts, mm-hmm. right? So it was like, all right, like, the next year, they're like, all right, do you have to come back when you're the same age? I was, like, as an eligible to play, So I came back next year, made the team. And I was always, like, a role player. Track, I excelled at younger. Mm-hmm. So, like, football was the first sport that I played that I felt like it was, like, me versus the other person, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember my first time, like, playing football, I only played defense. So my second year, I, did, I wasn't really having that much fun, like, on defense and stuff like that. Like, I was able to tackle people, but I was, like, like I want to be a quarterback. I want to do something with the ball. Right, so my dad's like, try out for offense. So I went to the coach. He's like, what do you want to play? And I was like, I don't know. I want to do something that offense. I, want, I just remember telling him, I want to touch the ball. like Because I always play defense and I tackle the person with the ball. And like, I want to be that person to have the ball. So he's like, listen, like, he's like, I got to figure out like, what you like, what you can what you can do. Like But he kind of like waved me off, right? That's the way he made me feel. He's like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll see if I can get you on offense. I'm like, all right. So. We had a few teams on our on – we had a few kids on our team or whatever that was fast. So, we had lined up, and they're like, we got to figure out who's the fastest on the team, right? And you know come from track background. It's over. It's over. So, like, mind you, the year before, like, I was just kind of like – I'd never played football. So, I was like kind of, uh eh, about it. I, didn't, I played it because my dad just signed me up for it, right? So, after he told me that, whatever, I was kind of upset. So, when we ran, I beat everybody by, like, 10 yards. Wow smoked everybody on the team right so he's like he's like coach came up to me he's like, he's like oh you won't play running back right so i'm like i'm like i don't know what that is he's like, i'm gonna give you the ball you just run you go get a touchdown so i'm getting pitches and i remember scoring my first touchdown right and it was just for me that situation was just a realization of right mm-hmm. anything you want in life or anything you do mm-hmm. you're gonna have to prove to somebody that you can do it mm-hmm. because before you even like before you even take that mindset to people like, Oh, I can do this for, they're going to want to see some type of proof. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a successful person. I can get you this. I can, let me see if it can count. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I can, I can, I can do sneakers. I can say, all right, let me, you, so you have to prove things to people before you can actually get that opportunity. And that was just my realization in that moment. It was just like, all right, I can, I can be whatever, or I can do whatever I want. Cause I just came from like, all right. So, Defense is the other side, right? So I came from the other side, Mm -hmm. started fresh, and then now I'm the starting running back. So that showed to me that I can come from anything Mm -hmm. and start something new and be what I want to be. Like that was that was my first experience really with football. Um, I
0: think for me, I don't ever have that. Like I never had an experience where I was like, wow, I love football. I never had like that. Mm experience like the where it's like wow like football's what I'm gonna do like I think for me it was just I don't know I really like what made me keep playing football and like, made me commit to it and I, I think like I remember practice like beer climbing hills I, don't know, I like that stuff like I think it was like the mental like the mentality of it mm-hmm. it was like lay on your back turn over go hit each other and winning winning that did something to me I'm gonna lay on my back i'm gonna get up and i gotta hit this person as hard as i can Mm -hmm. and not be embarrassed and lose in front of all these people that did something to me mentally like Mm -hmm. i still have that like like, i'm like even like i don't talk much i've never been the type of person getting the huddle and you know yell and scream it's like screaming in my head Mm -hmm. like even when i do things now i keep that same mentality like right now i'm learning spanish we could i could be sitting in the class with three people and i want to talk spanish better than all three of you guys like my mental is like I gotta outwork this person who's right next to me. Or I gotta show people that I'm working harder than you. Like I'm doing more than you. Like even when I was in high school and I was training, like I was a corner and I would lift like some of the linemen. And it wasn't because it was because it was like I gotta I gotta outwork you. Mm-hmm. I gotta do hard. I gotta work harder than you. So like, I, I never I was never like some super talented person. Where it's like if I would have sat on my back and did nothing, I would have been good at. I've never been like that in anything I do. Mm -hmm. For me, it's always, I can outwork you. Like my mental, like the mentality of it. That's what like football did for me. Like, it's just the mentality. Like, like you're like, for instance, like most people go to school to get dropped off or something. I had to wake up at seven and catch a train.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I had to then go to school, walk to practice, walk home, catch a train home to get home and get home whenever time I get home. That does something to you mentally. Like it seems like nothing but it's like wow a kid has to wake up catch a train go to school go to good football you become committed and when you how you do one thing is how you do everything so if you can see a kid at a young age like my cousin my little cousin he's a, he's amazing he's 10 years old he trains for he works harder than grown men like this kid has nothing he doesn't have a family to feed he doesn't have kids to feed he is 10 years old wants to be a basketball player and he works like like if I don't do this, my family back at home is gonna starve, and that's what I love, and that's how it was for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go train Saturday morning because, like, I want to. I like the grind. I like the hard. Like, I was, like. I wake up early now. I love waking up early. And what gets me going up is I remind myself, I know no one else is doing this. You know what I mean? And that's what football did for me. Yeah. It kind of made that dog. I feel like. It, yeah. I feel like when you become when you play like a sport, any type of sport, and you commit yourself to the sport or when you commit yourself to anything mm-hmm. it breeds a dog yeah and you you can if you keep that dog alive you could take it from places like when i was in college and i and i once i realized my football career is over like i'm not, like i'm i'm not going i'm not this isn't taking me anywhere in life yeah i was like okay well i'm gonna dog you guys in accounting like that's how i yeah. know i'm gonna come to these classes i'm gonna dog you guys I'm gonna come in here with my do rag on, with a hoodie, with a hat. I'm gonna sit in the back and not gonna say a word. I'm gonna dog you guys. Yeah. And that's the mentality I brought. You know what I'm saying? I brought that to all my classes. And like, Mulber gave me awards and things like that. And me, I was like, it didn't mean nothing to me because I was like, just the satisfaction of I got to A in this class. You guys are complaining that it's hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You guys struggling, we're getting A's. But it's not because I'm smarter than you. I just don't know what I'm willing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how hard I'm willing to work. That's right. You know? And that's why I love football. And I encourage any kid to, like, play a sport and commit himself to the sport. Don't just play. Like, my coach used to be like, "Yeah, dog in it. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah, you're half-assing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going through the motions. If you go through the motions on something, you're not getting it. You just stop. You're better off not doing it. Mm-hmm. but when you commit yourself to something, it changes you on the inside. It changes mm-hmm. who you are as a person. All right,
1: so my story, I don't really have, like, a, you know, when I fell in love with football story or because, like, I've I've grown, coming out the womb, it was just football, football, football. So I just, you know, liked it, loved it, starting at, you know, young age. But I have a story when, you know, where I say, I could look back on it and be like, damn, this is why I play the game. Um, my junior year homecoming, um, I was at Downbrook Brook High School. Uh, we were playing South Hunter in high school and first half, <laughs> we was getting clapped, like they came out there ready, ready and we weren't ready at all. Like we came out there thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Mm-mm. They put it to us. But um, in the locker room, so halftime, we're down by like 16. I want to say 16. We're down here yeah, almost. Um, We're in the locker room. And then I just remember me just sitting there and like just tilting my head back. And I'm sitting there like, all right, it's time. It's just time. I was just like, you know, it's time. It's time to, you know, just turn that savage on. And, like, I remember me just looking down and, like, I just clicked. Like, I just went into a whole nother mode. And that that game, we ran into a bunch of adversity. Um, and the one adversity one one thing that we ran into my center couldn't snap the ball to me because he was like getting abused by the nose guard. Um so I was literally so I was literally telling him, yo, just get it back there however you can, bro. Like just get it. Just just snap it back there. Roll it. Just (laughs) do something. You know what I'm saying? Um but he got <laughs> Remember this one play? He was—he basically started crying because he just couldn't. There was nothing that he couldn't do. Like, he, was yeah, yeah. Like he, like he was always like crying. And I was like, "Yo, Rob, whatever you got to do, bro, just come on, just get it back there." So from the middle of the third quarter to the end of the game, he—I was literally picking snaps up off the ground and throwing the ball, and. We were down by like, yeah, it was down 16. We came back uh, and then I want to say, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, we were down by 10. No, we were down, yeah, we were down by 10. So we had to score two touchdowns to win. So we came through a 30 yarder touchdown. Then we got to stop. Our defense got to stop. They was killing our defense the whole game. defense got to stop. And the last, drive that we went on, I told my boy Isaiah, I said, bro, when it all comes down, I'm coming to you. alright. So we, you know, we're doing a little drive. Now it's third and like 17. We got we got pushed back a little bit. So we called the play. Play was just all goals. I said, Isaiah, I'm coming to you. Alright. Drive back. Threw the ball. He jumped over two people. Called it. And scored the game with a touchdown. And you know, that 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 brings me to the point where, you know, that that I look back on him like, damn, like this is the reason why I play football for this, for, you know, overcoming adversity and, you know, persevering. persevering. You know what I'm saying? Being being that that dude that, you know, you worked all all summer for, you know what I'm saying? Like you tapped into what you worked all summer for, you know what I'm saying? So that's why that's that's one that's a story for me that
0: it's about application. I feel like. so. Chris, uh you had some some things you wanted to go over. Oh yeah. I was I saying I, I read um I read a book called The Law of Success. And like in that book, it had a whole bunch of different principles of if you want to be successful, or he studied what he did was study a whole bunch of successful people throughout the years, mm-hmm. but it's an old book. So he studied, like, J.P. Morgan, Carnegie, uh, Rockefeller, mm-hmm. like, all those original, you know, those original string really lefty people. So he studied what about them made them become successful. He had, like, 17 principles that he saw that they all had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, when I was reading the book, I was wondering, like, I was grading myself. Told you to grade yourself on what do you have, what don't you have. Now, I remember some of them that I said I really do have. Like I got this from football. Mm -hmm. Like, I gained this skill from the hours and hours and days and years and summer camps and all that. I've learned how to apply this to life through football. And like I said before, now I apply it in my life. Mm -hmm. But football helped me develop them. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm going to ask you guys, like, I have, like, some of my favorites. You know, just maybe some talk about it. Like, maybe maybe some stories or just some pointers of, like, how did football really help you understand that? So, like, the, the list that I have here is definite. Definiteness fitness of purpose, um, self-confidence, initiative and leadership, imagination, self-control, concentration, cooperation, and failure. That's my favorite tip, failure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, we can start with definite of purpose. Like I know for us, every single year I was in high school, we had the same goal. We trained all summer, trained all, wanna stay chip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, wanna stay chip, And that is what like, you know, when you don't want to go to summer hot boys, <laughs> no. and you gotta you know take a train to go to lifting. The only thing that really made you go was we're trying to win a state championship. You know what I mean? Like, did yeah. you guys feel like your coaches and team like always had that one definite? Even college too, it's like we're gonna definitely. win a conference, you know? So
1: definitely, um, our senior year we ended off with midlife.
2: Yeah.
1: We were you know we had an end goal. Um, Unfortunately, we ain't get there but
2: yeah, the you know that's that's
1: there. that's uh that's neither near or there but you know um yeah if you don't have an end goal to nothing to something that you do you just don't don't do it like if you don't have a goal to get you know what i'm saying so you know no matter what like football anything in life mm-hmm. you know your job you know if you don't have an end goal and i believe in football um you know all high school sports all high school teams in New Jersey they want to get that you know that state championship you college know too. college yeah definitely college they want to get the you know the conference the national championship you know what i'm saying and <clears throat> you know it takes you got to be different <laughs> to to become a champion you have to be you have yeah. to train different you have to you know practice different so
2: yeah uh, I, I think like for, for me, like, it was just seeing, like, everybody put themselves, you know, was like, ants, and, like, enough ants come together, they can move something big, right? So, for me, it was seeing that enough people can come together, right, and make one play work. Enough people can come together and win a football game because nobody, nobody can – Can win the game on their own, right? Mm. So, it was it was for me seeing that other people was willing to apply themselves Mm. and to putting yourself to the same purpose. Because like, if you all are pushing something, you're pushing it together, right? Mm. So seeing that it was like, damn, like enough people have the same drive in this sport to put this. So it was kind of like you know how you are with the like going to list because everybody everybody wants to win the championship. So I I think it was it was along the same lines for me. It was just seeing that people are like committed to the sport, seeing that people, cause it was track was my main sport. That's the individual sport. Like, you know, like it yeah. doesn't matter what everybody else is doing practice. Like, I, and from that, like I always keep some type of individualism to me. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, it's, I don't focus on the main goal. Mm-hmm. Cause I've, had I've came through like seasons where we didn't do that well the season, but I was pleased with my play. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as upset as everybody else. Cause they wasn't leaving the best of them out in the field. Yeah, And that's one thing with me is like, Every time I played, or every year I played, like I knew I got better that year. I did something better that year. I always progressed. So it was kind of connecting that personal self to seeing that people, like, alright, like people are coming together and people are, yeah. you know, doing things and making sacrifices for the team. Yeah. I never wanted to be that guy where it's, you know, you're in the back or you're walking around and you're doing this yeah. and you're doing all this stuff and acting like you want to beat it, but and all you're like, you're hurt
0: you're hurting your teammates, you know? Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, like, because I feel like a lot of, it's very common for, you know, our generation, people our age, to not have a purpose, and I, and I don't think that so it's because something's wrong with them. I think it's because, I think you have to be taught how to, like, find your purpose. I think most people believe that it just comes one day, and that you're born with knowing what your purpose is, and I know for me, like, my purpose now and what I'm trying to accomplish isn't because it just hit me on the back I decided what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like deliberately pursued finding something to to base my life on, what I want to do. And football was the same way. Like I know my college coaches, beginning of, of the year, we would all sit in a room together. It would be like, okay, everyone write down your three top personal goals. Everyone write down your three top uh team goals. Then at the end of it, we would hand our papers in and we would say, Okay, these are these are the most frequently asked team goals you guys all agree with this? Yeah, we all agree with this. This is our team's purpose. And like, that was very intentional time spent, hours spent finding a purpose. You know, and I think that needs to be taught that, hey, it's not just going to hit you in the back of it. You got to really basically choose something that you enjoy doing and that you're willing to do for the rest of your life, die for Because you all can be on the same
2: track, right? Mm -hmm. But if, you're all in different trains. It doesn't matter because eventually you're gonna part ways. Because yeah. the landscape's gonna change. Exactly. So it's like you need something that can be that driving factor of being like, all right, like this is what's solidifies. Like if everybody is out here because they wanna do this for their family and they wanna make money, but somebody's out there because they wanna be on the football team, they want to get mm-hmm. girls. That person's <laughs> you get me like that yeah. person's like I always said if I was a person that I didn't like excel at football and i wasn't a person that was getting any type of playtime, i would quit mm. and it's simply because i know like i can't do something for that long and not get the results i need out of it yeah. like there's some people like and I, to me i give those people the most respect because i've been on teams with people yeah. that were <laughs> i'm not even trying to be mean but like we're trash yeah. but they were some of the hardest working kids on the team yeah. and they're the first to jump up in front of the line and coach them like no no no, no and put somebody else get actually yeah. you, you know those kids and it's yeah. like those kids like I give those kids respect because it's like for,
1: and now those kids are you know the uh, successful ones yeah you know, know what I'm, I'm saying
0: like, I mean personally I was a bench former in college I didn't play I didn't start in college you know I mean I, I, was, I get to that later but like that taught me a lot that was a crazy experience it's, that taught me that taught me the most of anything I ever taught me in life <laughs> was like in college getting there and not playing
1: definitely definitely Definitely, yeah. Getting to college and, and now, just not playing, That used to play so much, bro. That like it, it messes with your mind yeah. a little bit because it definitely messed with mine. go to the right next
0: one. <laughs>
2: the next one, self confidence, self confidence. Yeah. yeah, like, like, yeah. I think football has always played a positive part in my self confidence. I mean, well, yeah. in my self confidence because um. Like, like I said, for me, I, it doesn't matter who listened to this. Like most people can attest. Like I've always been one of the best players on my football team. Mm. And for me, it it wasn't that I was good and I was okay with being good. Like I was good and I would do something to get myself better. Mm. Like I would find what I lacked at and get better at that. Mm. Like when I first started playing football, I had, I was fast as hell. But it's like people come and tackle me and I, I started running out of balance and shit, right? Mm. Like my first two years running the ball. Then I figured out, like, all right, the person in those pads is the same person as I am. So, like, I put my pads on him just like, you gonna put his pads on me. I might win that battle. I might not. But it's it's the fear of flight that, that most people don't don't equate. It's like, I like oh, I don't want to do that because I don't know the end result. But it's like, you know the end result if you don't do it. And you're still okay with that anyway. So, what's... Like, why are you not okay with the unknown? So it's like, I was like, I'm i going to put my head in there. I'm going to try to run this kid over. Yeah. And I'm going to do – so it's like everything I – like, at first, I'm running out routes and stuff in little league. I'm trying to catch the ball. My hands run all that. Every day, my brother was a quarterback. We threw the ball. Like, just little little stuff like that. So it's like every time I was on a team or any time I was, you know, because people like to, to make clicks and doing all this other stuff, it was like I was always listed with – thought right, I'm that kid that's good at sports. Mm. Like, so I think for me, football always like gave me like a positive affirmation of you do the work, you become good. Like, and it, go, it goes like to something I, like I, like it's like one of my mantras like for life is like be phenomenal, be forgotten. Yeah. So it's like, you can be that kid that is just whatever on the football team, you're whoever. Mm. But it's like me, I, I'm already, I'm 6'1", 260 pounds. You feel me? Like, I'm already going to be somebody to look at coming through the door. So it's like, I can be that kid, right? Like, oh, he's that big and he's big for nothing. Mm-hmm. Or I can be that kid where like, what the fuck? He's 260 pounds running the ball and he's good. And he's efficient. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now people might not know much about the sport. They might not know this, but they'll remember that. Like mm-hmm. there's people that don't know football, but they remember Jerome Bettis. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's people that remember these people mm-hmm. because they were an, Extravagant outlier, and they decided to still be phenomenal at like whatever they're doing. So I think football for me always played a like a positive part in like my self confidence because I was always gained like affirmation from my peers and like my coaches and stuff. Yeah, and it, it like I got special treatment for it as well too. And I I think one thing I would pat myself on the back is I never allowed that to like create a monster within me. Like I felt invincible, mm-hmm. or I was cooler than this person, or I'd walk around school any type of way because it was like. Yeah, I'm good at football, but, like, I'm still me. Yeah. So, it's, like, that doesn't make me better than anybody else. That's one thing about me. Like, most people, I've always been, like, a personable person. Yeah. It's, like, I was, like, I never wanted to be that guy who's was, like, I'm the jock walking around with the letterman on, and I'm pushing people in the lockers, and, like, you're outside of your sport, you're a shitty person. So, it's, like, <laughs> you could literally go out there and tear your ATL and no one's going to want to help you. Yeah. Like, and there's my see you in the hallway, catch you lacking, and beat your ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was messing with it for the last three years. Like, yeah. I never wanted to be that person. I always wanted to be somebody. I was like,
0: you
2: know, how you, Jay. Um, self confidence.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, football, football gave me a lot of self confidence. Mm-hmm. Definitely, especially when I found out I was actually good. Good. Oh man. Uh, but I remember when I was ten, I had quit. I had stopped playing football when I was ten years old because I was big. Not big, big, but you know, I was type Husky, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I had to move up, you know, move up a team. And that was to that was play with the 12 and the 13-year-olds. I'm 10 years old and I ain't playing with no 12 and 13-year-olds. So I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't playing. So my mother, <laughs> shout out to my mother, she, uh, she damn near forced me back into play. She was like, you're not going to waste your talent. Mm-hmm. 'Cause I know what you could do. You don't know it yet, but I know what you could do. Mm-hmm. Make a long story short, went out there, played. I got MVP of the team. Mm-hmm. At the youngest player on the team, you know, playing with twelve and thirteen year olds. And you know, that that sparked my confidence mm-hmm. crazy at 10 years old. And then, you know, from there never looked back. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: I think, I think for me, football was like a roller coaster, like with confidence. Because like, at first, I was really confident, especially when like, was that drill call? When like I said, you broke. Nutcracker. I won. The, I used to the win Oklahoma my, drill. I used to win Oklahoma. my for, for people that don't yeah. aren't from over here. I used to win my Oklahoma. So like, mm-hmm. that that's confidence in itself. Oh, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I know my own mano, and I was I was one hundred and thirty. That's the thing. I was one hundred and thirty pounds. and I was smack a line. Yeah. You know, So, that gave me a lot of confidence. High school confidence was strong. But then I got hurt, mm-hmm. and I think my first injury, I didn't lose confidence in myself, but I lost confidence in like, oh, I gotta watch out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't want my shoulder to pop back out. So then you play a little different when, you, when you're when playing under that perspective. Like, oh, if I do this, I might get hurt. So it's like, you lost confidence in like my health, like my body to hold up, like I'm yeah. supposed to be playing the sport. And then when I went to, like in high school, that's okay. You get hurt, you know, cause the guy, usually the guy next up, at a high school, usually, it's isn't yeah. isn't yeah. isn't good enough. Like you hurt, is still better than the next guy next up. Yeah. When you get to college, it's not like that. <laughs> when you get to college, everyone's good yeah. to the point where this kid get, kid gets hurt a couple times. Like you don't even have to pay attention to anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So when I got hurt in college, it kind of like you lost. I didn't lose conf, I lost confidence in like, wow, what am I here for? Like I lost confidence in my ability to play football. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where I didn't play with confidence. I didn't go to practice with confidence. Didn't want to be there. Cause in my head it's like, what's the point? You know I mean? I got to that point with football when I was in college. But luckily, you know, I was getting A's in school, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, like, I remember my um, my high school teacher, you know, Gareth, she was the best. I love Ms. Buckley. Uh, she used to always tell me, oh, you're wasting your brain. And I never knew what she was talking about. Cause so I used to not try, they had me like all these honor classes and I just wouldn't try. Yeah. And I would still get like good grades, B's and stuff, A yeah. like, minuses. You know, but then when I went to college and um, I don't know, just started realizing pretty good at this stuff, like mm-hmm. picking up information, you know, just studying it. I actually enjoy learning about stuff like that. So that gave me confidence in another arena because it was like, that, that was a blessing. I could have, that could have broke me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially when you, a lot of people, like I identified as a football player. So like if mm-hmm. you have an identity of a football player and you can no longer perform at a high rate, Work, in comparison to your peers you are below average mm-hmm. it's like holy shit i'm a football player and compared to everyone around me i'm below average <laughs> you yeah. know so luckily you know god bless him, that i was getting aids and i was able to uh, immediately identify i could move my confidence to this you know and i could get a new identity for myself and like but if i was never able to do that i think football would almost broke my confidence mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it, god bless it didn't you know because like I'm still in the impression I could pretty much do. Like if I work hard enough, I think I can achieve anything. Yeah. You know? But yeah, football for me was a real roller coaster ride with confidence. Like it it taught me confidence at first, but then under that same spirit, it almost broke me. Like it would have broke my self confidence. Yeah. You know. Um, next one. Uh initiative and, and leadership. <laughs> I don't know. Taking initiative, I want to say something like I hear a lot. And I used to say this too, until I got educated. We say things like, well, I hope, you know, I hope I could do that. Or, you know, one day I'm gonna do that. Or like, uh, I'm trying, you know, I'm just waiting on this and this to happen. Or when this and this happens, then I'm gonna go do that. Or, you know, I'm just waiting, you know, for someone to do this, and then I'm gonna do that. That is the worst thing you can do for yourself. And you should never wait, hope, say if this happens, I'll do this. That is the worst thing if you do so. Like initiative is so important that if you say, right, if you say today, I wanna learn Spanish, you should then, right in that moment, start learning Spanish. What does that mean? Go look up right now, what, what classes you can take. Go look up right now, what type of things, go look up the best everything right now, and then start, okay, how much is it? I need to get the money for it right now. Do it immediately. Yeah. Because the, if someone's like, for, for, example, for the for the pandemic, did you just did you just sneak some Spanish small. into there? So, Yo, he's just, to, he's just trying to get that off. <laughs> so so when the pandemic first started, someone would have been like, Oh, pandemic just started. When it's done, I'm gonna start this. We've been in a pandemic now for eight months. So that means if you would have said when 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 this is all done, I'm then going to start. Your whatever you thought it was, time period got pushed out to eight months. I'm not going back to the office till next year sometime. We're going to be in a pandemic lockdown. They're going to extend it for sure, mm-hmm. for a minimum a year, yeah. for a minimum, and they're going to extend it. So at what point if you would have been, if you would have said to yourself when the pandemic ends, I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. So when are you starting? Never, you're going to never start. Mm-hmm. So initiative, man, You everyone has to learn how to take initiative. Like if you want to do something, if you want to be a writer, start writing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's five words a day, just start writing. Yeah. You are once you start, you are then a writer. You know? But if you're like one day when this happens, how many people you know who are 40, 50, you talk to them an old head, and they're like, yeah, I could have did this, but you know, this happened. That's like <laughs> with,
2: <laughs> with with uh with medical practices, right? they they call they have to call it a practice. Do you realize that? Like you're even when you're a doctor, you say this is my practice because you haven't mastered it. Mm-hmm. So do you wait to get to the end of your life and all the doctors are like 80 year olds with this long gray beard <laughs> or some lady with a head wrap on? She got like a staff no, and then now she knows all of medicine. It's like, no, I'm going to build my portfolio as I'm treating people. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently a doctor, mm-hmm. but I, this is my practice this is what I'm doing. So even with my um my my uh, professors in school, when I was a history major, was, they would say you guys are historians now because history it's still gonna be history by the time you get all your credentials. So for you to not call yourself a historian right now when you're doing the act and everything that historians are doing, mm-hmm.
0: that's, you're cheating yourself. And that's what success is to me. Yeah. I think success, like if you wanna be, if you were like, is that person successful? Is It's the progressive realization of a worthwhile goal. Yeah. Like say you have a goal and every day you're working towards it, you are then a successful person and you should never succeed until the day you die. Mm-hmm. That's the last time you should have a goal. Mm-hmm opinion. Because you run out of goals,
2: then what? Yeah. Word. Um,
1: leadership. <sighs> that word is. Well, that that's that's your category because he was a quarterback. I... That word is very important. Um. Actually, can I can I tell him the story, Santy? What? On how when you first came. The Haggins said, "Oh, and I ain't no shit. He ain't no no yo. This guy.
2: When did, when did you come? Uh, my junior, you told a year or yeah, my year. Uh One year, no month. I, I came in the summer. In in the summer of two thousand thirteen. What month though? Do you remember the, like July? Or July, August? July. At the
1: end of July. Alright. <laughs> so, he comes in at." Yeah, let's say, let's say, yeah, end of July, August, right? Now, when did they put you at running back? My first week. Yeah, first. My first week. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All So, now, you know, we, you know, it it takes a little adjustment for, you know, to know a playbook. You know what I'm saying? But. You know, you you average around like two. You average around two weeks, you know, to get a playbook down pat. Mm-hmm. Two, I say two. I say two. But with this guy, it took him almost a month and a half, two months. No cat. <laughs> Be- I don't. I don't know why, but you know, it. it was every play. It was every play that we that he was in. At the time to play, um, every play It was every literally every play, what I do here. Even if we ran a play two plays ago, he gonna ask again. You know what I'm saying? And like with me, like I could have got was I was I good with you? Yeah. You know, like to to a lot of people, it could be like, bro, come on, bro, like you, know, but not like all right, but hell, you gotta do this, I do that, blocking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there running you people over.
2: That's what I. Yeah, you, got, got, you
1: know. Do that, do that. Jay, yeah.
2: Jay definitely, he let me do that. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then uh, we also had a deaf person on our team. Yeah. And that took, like, that wasn't even just me. It was basically everybody on the offense that took, you know, that took charge of that, you know, telling him to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going from the running backs to his fellow receivers, he was a receiver, mm-hmm. to his fellow receivers, even, you know, me. um You know what I'm saying? um And it was – You know leadership just you know just setting an example you know and
0: you know having people follow you that's a good feeling in my opinion i think leadership is just about influence like if you look at a team or you look at a company the person in the organization impressed on the team who has the most influence is going to be the leader of that of that organization of that team you know you could have a ceo of a company he give out a memo but no one listens to him but then his assistant, whatever, says something, an entire company listens to him, yeah. or entire people trust him to do what they gotta do. He's then the leader, you know. So you could, you could be, you could have a captain on the football team who has says something to the team and no one listens to him. But then you have a uh, a player who people just highly respect and look up to, and when he talks, everyone stops and listens. Everybody yeah. has that captain. Yes. <laughs> does a dweez. Yeah. Like, If
2: you a captain, you coach
0: yourself, shut up. Yeah. So. But the, with the last one here, you know, that I really wanted to get into, which is my favorite as well, is failure. You know, I think that everyone in life has to learn to live with failure and has to learn to overcome failure. You know, most, most of the times, you know, people go through failure and they're kind of just quit or they tap out. You look at someone like Michael Jordan, he didn't make his first basketball team. You know, technically he failed at his goal, but he could have just said, all right, I'm not good at basketball. I'm never playing again. You know, he didn't say that. He said, okay, I'm about to go out and practice every single day for the next 50 years and become the best basketball player ever. Yeah. Now granted, he didn't start out like that, saying, but that's what he did. He went out there and practiced and perfected his craft. It's like, okay, how does a man who gets cut from his team then become the best? Because he learned from his failure. He said, okay, my left's not good. I need to practice on left every day. I can't shoot mid range. I need to be shooting jump shots every single day. And I think if you take that approach to failure, it will inevitably lead you to success. Yeah. Like, I, I remember for for me, like one of,
2: one of the things was like I experienced. I haven't experienced much failure with football, mm-hmm. but what I experienced recently was that I, you know, uh, got out of um, prep school, went to a junior college for uh, for a year, and then I transferred to LIU, mm-hmm. and then I had got a scholarship over there. And for me, it was uh like my first time experiencing a program where they didn't want or they didn't necessarily value like dynamic players like that. They just wanted players to play within their system. Mm-hmm. So I was, I remember my first game I had nine tackles, right? So I was like making plays and stuff. I was in film and I was still getting like picked apart. He's like, Oh, you made this play in the A gap, but your head was supposed to be in the B gap." Or like in practice, I got to get gelled at cause he'd be like, Oh, stop throwing people to the floor. Like you're supposed to engage with people and let the whole be clear. And it's like, cause somebody else needed to come up and make that play. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've am never been used to like having to let someone else do something or this being designed for that person. Like things were usually designed around me. Mm-hmm. And like, that was the first time within myself. I didn't feel like, cause we went 10 and 0, mm-hmm. we won a ring. So I didn't have, and I didn't even have a bad season. Like my film was good, but in the mat- matter of like my coaches liking me me receiving the most playing time and everything like that. Like, I, I split, I split time with, um and uh, reps with someone that was already there for two years, which is for me to come in the door and do that, like that's good. But I'm just used to being a solidified starter and playing all game, every game. Like they were interchangeable. Like they had, you know, a, a short, a short yardage uh, group that went out. They had a, a, a group of guys that was better at rushing. So it was like, now it's like I had to become like someone that was like, I was sort of like a charade knife and which is, easy for me because like I'm athletic but at the same time it was like I was doing things and I felt like I was accomplishing what I used what's my usual personal goals for football which is playing well mm. within my right but like I guess I wasn't playing the position to how I wanted but that was just you know a difference in like me just not that system not being for me you know sometimes things aren't for you but just within me I felt like that was like a small failure because I'm used to having that personal success and being celebrated by like my coaches and stuff like that so for me it was it was easy to, to see that, like how that can translate into everything else. It's like, sometimes, you know, people aren't going to agree with what you do. Sometimes people aren't going to see your personal goals as something that's important to what's going on. But like, i might i might I might not get why you read five minutes of Spanish, 10 minutes of Spanish. I was like, I how long is it going to be before Chris reads Spanish? Like, why, why is he keep doing, that? I keep doing that? But as long as you're consistently doing what you feel is right. Yeah. And you're consistently, Like you can never fail because just that consistency and you being persistent with whatever you're doing, like you're like you're gonna succeed. So I think that what people don't realize that, well, all of us we all don't realize that losses like they have the same. like You talk about scales and stuff like that. Like you have yin and yang, Mm -hmm. the the judicial system they have like the 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 balance and scales and stuff like that. Like every loss is just as good as a win because when you win, you know, it works. Yeah. When you lose, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. So you know what it takes to win. Yeah. So it's a, it's definitive. It's a yes or a no. Yeah. So if you take a, a five question quiz, right. Mm-hmm. And it's yes or no, and you got three out of five and they say, you want to retake it. You know, if you said yes, or you said no to that last time, so you know which route to go. So it's like, that's how people don't really, or all of us we don't really look at, like losses like that, but it's failure is like something that you need. Like, you have to experience the good to know it's bad. Yeah. You have to experience struggles with so this, should, you know, what, you know, what quote
0: unquote success feels like. Mm. So it's just things like that. Yeah. And I agree. Like, in my opinion, them, I read it somewhere every failure has a seed of equal or greater benefit. And that's where, like, I think, like, separate from like rare or like the yeah. outliers, separate from outliers, there's very few things that you should give up give up just flat out say I need to do something else you know I think this is very rare like for instance I can't sing I think if I if I went to go singing coaches and all this stuff regardless I'm not just dropping a platinum platinum hit mm-hmm. granted an r track it's not happening you know but I could you know I could want to open a business right open a business you know my first business doesn't make much profit I don't say oh I guess I'm not meant to own a business I say okay what did I what do I need to change what do I need to learn what do I need to improve so that my next you know endeavor my next opportunity is more successful or maybe it's the same opportunity that's let me adjust the way I've been maneuvering in it you know if you take failure like that like you said before you you, you learn what to do and what doesn't work well every time you learn what doesn't work if you keep doing what doesn't work then you're not benefiting from failure but if you're taking each failure and analyzing it and saying okay what which direction can I go to make this a benefit? And then doing that with the failure, you're going to end up in uh, nine times out of 10, you're going to end up where you want to be eventually. You know, most, I think, you know, something I had to overcome as well is like that urge to quit. It's someone like Michael Jordan. Again, how many people in America, how many people who's ever lived you think I cut from their freshman basketball team and was like, okay, got to try a different sport. This isn't for me. I need to be playing something else clearly basketball isn't something I should be doing. Why was it that he said, no, I'm just going to keep practicing every single day to get better? Yeah, Like, just to play devil's advocate, like,
2: I have, I I believe, like, persistence Mm -hmm. and, like, applying yourself and stuff like that, like, Mm that definitely, Mm -hmm. like, it it promotes, like, the best, like, overall environment for you to succeed, Mm -hmm. but also, like, like, you, it's a fine line, but, like, people have to, like, be aware of the signs around them but like what added adaptation. Mm-hmm. So it's like like the person that was trying to create gum and the person I was trying to make chips. Mm-hmm. I mean the person that created chips, they weren't trying to do that. The person I was trying to make the person that made gum was trying to uh make a pencil eraser. Okay. But within that failure, like it it created a different like sometimes our map just changes, you get me? Mm-hmm. So it's like you take those same areas and you apply that same type of like tenacity mm-hmm. and everything that you have with what you're doing. And you actively apply that to what the same goal you just failed at, mm-hmm. and but you also see other routes because it's like, all right, like I might not be the best at playing basketball. I might have got cut for team, right? It's like, damn. But the coach, one thing the coach did tell me about is that I was able to jump high, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. And I continue to work on basketball. Mm-hmm. I become like a subpar player, I'm decent. Mm-hmm. Can't make it to the next level, but I remember mm-hmm. I can jump high, right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Now I go to I'm walking after school, I go to a track practice or whatever, mm-hmm. talk to the coach. He's like, hey, come come try a long jump, come try a high jump. I'm like, I don't wanna do that. I'm a basketball player. I, I play basketball, right? Now when you start going to those track practices. Mm-hmm. you start doing a high jump, you start doing a long jump, but you're still playing basketball every day. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to become a better basketball player. But if you yeah. succeed in that first, that might be what you need to adapt to. Just even like with like music, like people like the dream, Hit Boy, uh I mean not Hit Boy, um Young Bird, mm-hmm. who's hit maker now, like they were artists before okay. and mm-hmm. they saw that like, hey, I might be better at writing music than I am at making music. Yeah. So they're like I'm gonna take the behind the scenes. Even yeah. with Neo. Neil wrote a lot of hits mm-hmm. that people don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Jay could probably tell you what mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel me? Like it's just it's just about realizing what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Still do what you feel like you you're meant to do, but still realizing within itself what you're good at and like what what's like a, a, a an achievable goal
0: for yourself. So like for me, I think I think it's a fine line because I'm not someone who I, I, we all have natural talents, right? Yeah. Like we all have natural talents, we're all good at certain things, but I feel that there is very few things in this world that if you don't work extremely hard at, you won't achieve. And there's very few things where you could work as hard as you want, and you still won't achieve your goal. Yeah. And, and, and it's also important to know what working extremely hard is, because I fooled myself before where it's like, oh, I'm working really hard. But trust me, you're, you're not like, and I wasn't working as hard as I could possibly work. I mean, if you commit yourself and give full-fledged effort to a goal or purpose, there's very few things you want to accomplish. Right, right now, I'm 25, 24. I cannot become a basketball player at 24. I haven't practiced my whole life. It's very, I can't just start training today every single yeah, day. Uh, for, for, <laughs> for,
2: for those of you that don't know, Chris Chris went to the park with us once, and we're going to talk about that story another day. But Basketball is definitely not your forte. Okay, sorry, right, bro. I gave him buckets. That's what he was trying to yeah, That's what yeah. he was trying to say. Right, yeah, he, so, he, he, I was going to let it live, but Chris definitely – we played uh, king of the court, and – it was about
0: what four or five of us, and he's the only one I left with zero wins. No, 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 Put that on. Put that on something. I let them shoot. You know when like they were all <laughs> hitting, jump. no one, no one, no one like checked up and said what's up, and they could go hit a lefty. No one did that. It was just catching and shooting. It was so happy to go
2: in. Okay.
0: It wasn't like there was like I was guarding up, and it was not like that. We are getting off track. Yeah. Jay,
1: uh, how do you feel about failure? Oh man, failure made me the person I am today. Um, especially with getting kicked out of school, not being able to play football, um, you know, that, that did center to me, uh, you know. And now, you know, I am – I won't say I definitely don't have it all, but I'm making, you know, progress, you know, up to becoming who, who I want to be. You know, there's still a whole bunch of steps to go, but, you know, I'm on my way and, you know, failure has been a big part of that, you know what I'm saying? And me able, me being able to come back from failure and learn from failure, it's, you know, definitely a big part and made me who I am today. So that's how I feel about it. You know, embrace it. Embrace
2: it. Love it. it. Embrace it. Love it. Love it. Love (laughs) it. Love Love it. it. It'll humble you, too. Like, oh,
0: my God. It'll humble,
2: humble the hell out of you. And like, that yeah. just, you. You carrying that and you knowing that there's another side. Because the people that act like they're invincible, the people that are winning, quote, unquote, and, you know, doing things that people feel like is the popping or the lit thing to do. It's like those people don't know the other side because oh, they yeah. have a safety blanket. But once
0: that's no longer there and you fall flat on your face, you're going to know what you're made out of. You judge a man not by how he handles... Thing like not how he handles situations, things are going good. Yeah. yeah. But you judge him at how he handles things in, in the face of it Yeah,
2: because like that says a lot about your character. Because because when everything is everything you're comfortable with, when the freaking walls are on fire, every everything that you're used to mm-hmm. and that you want to happen isn't happening. Who are you? Are you gonna blame other people? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna take accountability? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be a person that takes a step back and like, all right, how do I map myself out of this? Are you just gonna give up? Like All those things say a lot about a person because for someone to be in a position mm-hmm. where it looks like you can't get out of a position and they're continuously trying mm-hmm. and they're continuously trying, that says something about you as a person because you don't need to have a clear vision of me succeeding. Yeah. You just know like this, what I'm around right now, the position I'm in right now, this ain't it. So it has to get better. So when your back's against the wall, when your back is against the wall, like are you just going to lean against the wall more you're going to push forward there's nowhere else for you to go yeah that's the beauty about rock bottom is that you can't get any lower than that you feel me
1: so it's like definitely wouldn't hit rock bottom and you hit rock bottom and the only way you could look is really up yeah you know what i'm saying so So
2: that that's that's the silver lining and everything is like everything may seem like all right this is i'm a part of this or you know this is my situation right now it's like nah like things will get better like if you in jail you can't get locked up again. You're gonna get out. So you look forward to getting out. If you're in, in the hood, mm-hmm. you can't get worse than the hood. If you're homeless, you can't get worse than homeless. So you mm-hmm. you, you take those things, you're like, listen, I'm at there's nothing else behind me. Yeah. So any even if I go from being homeless to being on section eight, mm-hmm. still succeeding, still yeah. putting a step forward. Even if you go from sec, section eight to now, I, I wanna I wanna try to be middle class, I wanna. You, it's everything's about progression. So, yeah. as long as you're progressing, yeah. you're succeeding. Like you said before, you stop
0: succeeding when what? When you stop having a goal, you don't have a goal. you don't succeed. Well, you're not successful. Did I that phrase that? Succeeding to me, being successful is, is the progressive realization of a, a worthwhile ideal or a worthwhile goal. Like, that's what success is to You're successful if you're pursuing something that you really want to accomplish in life, that you truly want to accomplish. And I feel like for me in my life, like the way I like I remember um, my freshman year of college, you know when everything happened with you know uh, my cousins and things like that. My aunt told me, you know, it was right during midterms. Like when well, she pa- passed right by midterms, mm-hmm. she was like, "Well, well, you can't auntie, not auntie one, auntie other She was like, "You know, you can't, you can't let his death be in, in vain." Like that impacted me so much because it's like I could have been like to my teachers, which I was planning on doing. Like, hey, I got this family emergency. like, it's been real difficult to study. You know, can I take it after I come back, you know, from, you know, Easter break or whatever. But when she said that to me, I was like, that's just, like, that's an excuse almost, like, to just take that and accept that as, like, this is what my life's going to be. Like, oh, I can't study because this happened to my family. It has nothing to do with that. You know, and she really helped me understand that. And I think for, when you're going through things like a situation, like, the best thing that's helped me is think about the end result. Like you should always think about like having the end result in mind helps you get over failure. because if you're if you can already, like you talked about imagination before, if you can already see yourself succeeding, you know that as obstacles come up, well, I know this obstacles in forever because I've already won. Like I've already, I can see myself having the victory. So it's not hard for me to in this moment deal with this difficulty or get over this failure or get around this obstacle. Because I know I already won. Like I know I'm gonna win. I know I'm gonna be successful. Yeah. So as things pop up, that gives you the the courage, the the courage to overcome it. You know, yeah. the courage is to, to step forward and move forward regardless. You know, but I can only judge from my situation. I know some people might have other situations that I I couldn't imagine getting over. So I'll just say from my perspective. You know,
2: you only I tell people all the time. You only know what you've experienced. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's. That's it for today. You know, today was a really progressive conversation. Episode zero. Just the
1: beginning, you're Episode heard. zero.
2: It's a prelude to all, all the heat and stuff that we about to bring to y'all. So uh, we appreciate all for all those that have tuned in. I don't care if you stop listening after 15 seconds. I don't care if you're still listening right now. We appreciate you. This is the Demigod Chronicles. Thank you for joining us.